It's Wednesday, March the 18th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, America's $1 trillion rescue package and France in lockdown. First, the world in brief. President Donald Trump's administration is seeking Republican support in the Senate for a stimulus package worth over $1 trillion to counter the economic fallout from the COVID-19 outbreak. It hopes to send checks worth over $1,000 directly to Americans. In addition to the $8.3 billion to which the Senate and House of Representatives have already agreed, the larger package could include some $300 billion in small business loans, $50 billion for the ailing airline industry, and a payroll tax cut. Britain announced a major step up in its measures to contain the coronavirus. Having lagged behind other European countries in introducing restrictions, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, has now urged everyone to work from home and avoid theatres and pubs. The Finance Minister, Rishi Sunak, unveiled more financial help for struggling companies, including cash grants for businesses. China expelled all American journalists except those with fresh one-year visas working for the New York Times, Washington Post and Wall Street Journal. It barred them from working in Hong Kong too, despite the press freedom it has traditionally enjoyed. Earlier this month, America had capped the number of Chinese citizens who could work for Chinese state media based there. Joe Biden enjoyed a clean sweep of three big American states that held primaries for his party's presidential nomination. Democrats in Arizona, Florida and Illinois all went to vote despite fears of contagion. Only Ohio postponed its poll. Mr Biden's strong showing made it hard to fathom how Bernie Sanders could possibly overtake him on the way to the convention. Iraq's president named Adnan al-Zurfi, a relatively unknown former regional governor as prime minister-designate, in an attempt to end the months-long political stalemate that has bedeviled the country. Mr Zurfi's odds of success look slim, as the Shia groups that have led a series of raging anti-government protests moved to reject his nomination. The brother of the man who detonated a suicide bomb at the Manchester Arena in 2017 was found guilty of murder by a London court. The explosion killed 22 other people at a concert by Ariana Grande, an American singer. Hashem Abedi was said to have helped his brother find materials for the explosive and plan the terrorist attack, the worst on British soil since 2005. And this summer's Euro 2020 Championship, the continent's biggest football tournament, was postponed for a year. It had been due to take place in June and July in 12 cities across Europe. Many European domestic leagues have already been suspended indefinitely due to the spread of COVID-19. And now, here's today's agenda. To the barricades, France's government gets tough. Today will be France's first full day under strict lockdown due to COVID-19. President Emmanuel Macron announced the measures on Monday evening, declaring, We are at war. Nobody is to leave home except to shop for essentials, attend medical appointments or do jobs that cannot be done at home. For those purposes, people must carry a self-declared honour permit. Schools, universities, cafes, cinemas, hairdressers and museums had already closed, but many citizens were ignoring the advice to stay at home. Mr Macron also cancelled the second round of municipal elections on March 22nd and said the coronavirus crisis will now be managed by decree. 
To limit the economic fallout, the president announced state-supported technical unemployment benefits to avoid redundancies and 300 billion euros, 330 billion dollars of guarantees for bank loans to companies. No business, he promised, would go bust. The finance ministry is now forecasting a recession this year and public debt levels of over 100% of GDP. Remote Control – Samsung's Bad Year Part 2 When South Korea's biggest chipmaker holds its annual meeting today, the room will be less packed than usual. Amid the COVID-19 pandemic, Samsung has introduced an online voting system. Those investors who do choose to attend will be subjected to temperature screening. Whether inside or outside the room, they are unlikely to hear good news. Samsung had a bad 2019. Annual profits fell by half. Back in early January, it looked as though 2020 might be a rebound year for the semiconductor industry, but COVID-19 has already dented the recovery. Samsung's share price has dropped since the outbreak took hold in China in late January. The company had to halt production at one of its Korean plants on several occasions owing to infections. Its factories in Vietnam have also been threatened by travel restrictions and supply disruptions in China. As the virus continues to ravage the world economy, the rebound may be postponed indefinitely. Are friends electric? Germans debate a new Tesla factory. A public hearing on Tesla's proposed electric car factory outside Berlin, scheduled for today, had to be postponed because of concerns over the coronavirus. The American company is still planning to charge ahead with speedy construction of the vast factory, which could employ as many as 10,000 people in the state of Brandenburg, churning out batteries and 500,000 cars a year. Hundreds of locals had been expected to voice concerns about traffic, water quality, nature conservation and noise. A spokesman for the Green Party criticised the hearing's indefinite postponement, arguing that Tesla should have held a video conference. Brandenburg's state government, which has courted Tesla assiduously, insists the postponement will have no effect on the length of the approval process for the Gigafactory. The new plant, if it is built, could transform Germany's electric car industry. Although Volkswagen has ambitious e-car plans, they are still in their infancy. Asia on the up, the EIU's cost of living index. Each year, the Economist Intelligence Unit, our sister company, compares the cost of living across more than 130 cities. This year's survey, carried out before the COVID-19 outbreak, is dominated by contrasting trends. A stronger yen has pushed Japanese cities up the league, with Osaka joining Hong Kong and Singapore as the three most expensive cities worldwide. But Asia is also home to four of the ten cheapest cities in the index, Karachi, Chennai, Bangalore and New Delhi. Meanwhile, a healthy jobs market, robust consumer demand and a strong dollar mean that 15 of the 16 American cities in the survey have climbed. In contrast, subdued growth led most European cities, including all those in the Eurozone, to become comparatively cheaper. In Paris, a one-kilogram loaf of bread cost the equivalent of $5.20 when converted into American dollars. That is 8% lower than in the last survey, and the price of a bottle of beer expressed in dollars fell by more than 11%. Santé! Brexit on hold. Trade talks are cancelled. Negotiations between Britain and the European Union over their future relationship were due to restart today but were put on ice by the COVID-19 crisis. 
Britain had been determined to rattle through negotiations in order to exit the bloc by December 31st. A British government spokeswoman said both sides were fully committed to the negotiations. But the move will increase expectations that Boris Johnson will ask for an extension. The European Commission has produced a draft treaty encapsulating the EU's hardline insistence that a free trade agreement must be subject to conditions such as a level playing field on regulation and access to British fisheries. It also rejects a British demand for early agreement on financial services. The British government plans to publish its own draft treaty, based entirely on EU deals with other countries that would impose no such special demands on Britain. Finally, here's the quote of the day from John Updike, who was born on this day in 1932. A healthy male adult boar consumes each year one and a half times his own weight in other people's patience. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.